Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. My name is Hiram Roche, um, and I have the distinct honor of being the host of this podcast. Um, we started off with some technical difficulties um, on today and had a little bit of issues. Um, but listen, the show goes on. And so today I am so excited because um, we've been on some great conversation uh, these past couple podcasts. And these conversations really have kind of stirred me in so many different various of ways. But one of the things that has been happening is I feel like I cannot get away from the conversation that we have been having. Um, and this conversation has really been impactful um, and been helpful in so many different dynamics. And so um, a couple of days ago, um, sometime last week, I had an opportunity to kind of sit down and have a conversation on someone else's uh, podcast, which you'll be hearing soon. And as I'm having these conversation and discussing different things on there, what I realized is that on, that there is a piece that has not per se been missing, but something that is vitally important that I want to make sure that I continue in these conversations, because I believe that these pieces help us um, to be able to get to where we're trying to go. Um, so, so on tonight, what we're going to dive into um, is a base of scripture that I believe is vitally important that's going to help us kind of lean into where we're going to go tonight. Um, and I believe it's going to help us to get to the place that we want to be able to get to. So in the book of James, um, in the book of James, I had to grab it. In the book of James, James chapter 5, verses 16, this is what it says. James chapter 5, verses 16, James chapter 5, verses 16, this is what it says. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I'm going to read it one more time so we can all be on the same page. It says again, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, here's the context that I want us to be able to see is it starts off with this statement, confessing your faults. Now, this statement faults is not talking about sins. It's talking about areas that you probably fall short in, areas that you have fallen in, situations and circumstances that we struggle in. This is the context that it's talking about, and it's coming right behind the verse of scripture where it says this, it says in the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So here's this context that it's really laying out that it's talking about basically people having certain struggles or things that they're going through that they need be able to have now prayer for. And so in this context of what we're talking about, is I want to be able to really lean into this because what it says is something that I believe is, is very, very impactful, which is, it says, confess, confess your faults one to another. So here, let's take a pause real quick so we can be able to really dive into this conversation. To be able to confess your faults one to another, I want to be able to make it as simple as possible. This is one of the things that I realize is that this is what we've kind of been 
been leaning into and talking about a lot is this aspect of being able to find someone that I can be able to be vulnerable with, someone that I can be able to be open and transparent with. And so in this context, it says, confess your faults one to another. So confess the things that you are struggling with, confess the things that you are dealing with, the things that you are battling with, find someone that you can be able to communicate, have a conversation with about what you are struggling with, find this person. And then here's what it says. It says, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Really what it's saying, it says, listen, you need to find someone that you can be able to trust with this intimate part of who you are. And as you've been able to now communicate with them, conversate with them and share with them this issue, then it says, then they can be able to locate where to be able to pour into, not only just in prayer. This context is talking about in prayer, they can be able to start praying one for another, but they can really start building and walking through this context so that that person, them, those individuals can get healing. Now, here's the piece that I want to lean into throughout this conversation is for me to be able, the importance of me being able to confess my faults or where I'm struggling at, where my problems is, where my issues are, is because of this main thing. If you don't share with me where your pain is, I don't know how to help you. And so what happens is so many times what ends up happening is we 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 live life with scars and with pain that we've never communicated either because we haven't found someone that we can trust enough to be able to say this is what I'm going through or either it's because you have you really just don't you're you're afraid honestly to be able to have these type of conversations but there are things sometimes that we just have to communicate and if we're not communicating where we are, again, I cannot, as your partner, as your friend, as your brother, I cannot be able to pour into and help you in the area that you're struggling in. Now, let me also be able to give this context because what happens is when we're not able to communicate that, when we're not able to be able to have a conversation about this thing that I'm hurting in, when we're not able to have this conversation about something that I've been in pain in, what ends up happening is we start looking at life through the lens of our pain. But because we have not communicated it, now it's affecting different areas of our life. Now, I want to be able to say this, you know, when you think about someone that has an open wound, if they never get the open wound treated, they never get this open wound treated, what ends up start to happen is that wound starts to get infected. Now, when that wound starts to get infected, it starts to then damage other areas around that wound. Why? Because the wound never got treated. And so what ends up happening sometimes in life, when we're not having these conversations that is needed so that I can be able to know, so those people that you're that you have trusted with your heart and with your pain and with your wounds can be able to see when we have not had the right conversations, then what happens is we start living our lives with open wounds, with open infections, and it starts to infect other areas of our life. 
Now, I want to slow it down because I want to give you something that I would consider as more of a pragmatic in this conversation. Now, again, I just use this context of talking about open wounds. Now, if you're having an open wound, um, again, we need to be able to fix this. So here's the thing. So um, on last night, uh, me and my son, my youngest son, we were uh, watching this uh, TV show called... Um, emergency NYC and it's basically emergency room in New York City and they allow us to be able to see some of the things that is going on in the emergency room what I realize is that when uh, a person comes into the hospital right when they come into the hospital with an open wound one of the things that the doctor does before they put on the bandage uh, one of the things that they do before they put on any um, you know uh, aesthetics or cream before they do any of those things the first thing that they do is they deal with acknowledging that the pain that the scar that the wound that the situation is there so i want to i want to take a pause and i want to be able to say this because i i understand that i have various of type of people that are listening to this conversation and i have they are they are in different phases in in their lives and they are going through different things in their lives but i want you to be able to hear me and hear me clearly i see your pain because here's the thing when we're going through what we're going through sometimes what we're looking for is someone just to acknowledge that the pain is real someone just to acknowledge that how i feel about what happened to me is real and so sometimes when we get in certain conversations what makes us feel the way we feel or not want to have conversations with certain people is not because we don't want to have the conversation it's because we want somebody to first understand and 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 have some form of heart and compassion about what i've been through so i understand your pain I understand that what happened to you was not supposed to happen. I understand that how they treated you was wrong. The way you feel about that, I, I, I'm with you. I get that. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. We're on the same page. I agree that that situation, that person, that individual, that circumstance, I agree with you that it hurts you. I'm with you. So not only do the surgeon in the hospital have to then uh, acknowledge that their pain is there, that that wound is there, but then they have to do something else before they can do anything else. They have to now go through the process of actually cleaning it. So now what that means is you as the individual has to allow me to be able to get close enough where I can start touching this where I can wipe some stuff away, where I can get all the access, the stuff that don't really belong inside the wound that has now been, been allowed to be able to get in the wound because the wound was open, because the wound was exposed, because you have now been exposed because your problem or the situation or the circumstance or them not appreciating you, not saying thank you for them, for you having to go through the stress that you're going through every single day and you feeling the way you're feeling 
feeling and no one says I'm thankful for what you're doing or how are you feeling on today and really want to know how you're doing. I, I, I'm, I, I want to be able to get all the access out though. There, there's a lot of access that has been fallen into the wound and the pain that you've been feeling. Let me help you get that out. Now, uh, let me give you, I'm, I always try to, um, in these conversations that we have, I try my hardest to be able to give you some, some, some lessons that I'm learning through my own personal life. Now, I had a conversation uh, with, with a man that I trust and with a mentor of mine. And through that conversation, I was sharing with him some things um, that really came up in one of my uh, therapy sessions. And in this conversation, basically what ended up happening is I was sharing with him. Uh, let me just backtrack because I want to make sure we all on the same page. For those that have been rocking and following me, uh, you know that I have made a transition. I have transitioned from uh, living in Texas uh, last year, me and as well as my family, we moved from Texas all the way now to uh, Colorado Springs where we live at now. And one of the main purposes of moving here was because uh, my uncle who has now passed away some years back, uh, he had birthed a church here. God had called him to birth a ministry here. And so when he passed away, my auntie, his wife, took over the ministry. And so my family and I, we moved here to be able to support and help in the ministry. And so one of the things, uh, just like any business or anything that you do, sometimes it's going to come with its highs and sometimes it's going to come with its lows. And so you're going to have ups and downs because this is called life. And so while we're going through some of these ups and downs, there is a conversation now that has come up between me and my uh, my therapist that now I communicated also with my mentor, which was this. Before, even before I moved here, because of how I looked at my uncle, my uncle was like a father figure for me. He was a mentor for me. He was a model for me of what I would see or look at what men, what manhood would be, right? And so once, just like any son, would be for with his father, um, you always intentionally or non-intentionally, you are looking to uh, make your father proud by the actions and the things that you do. And so with us moving here and knowing that this is where God had called us to be, I had this thing inside me where I wanted to make him proud. Even though I know he's not here and being honest, I know he's probably in heaven and he ain't paying me no form of attention of mine. But I but internally, I was carrying this thing where I wanted to make him proud. And I felt like that if if I didn't do certain things or if certain things didn't go a certain type of way, that I felt that at the end of the day, I would not be making him proud and he would be disappointed in me. And this was a weight that I was carrying. But while I was communicating this with my mentor, my mentor, who, again, you find someone that you can be able to trust and be transparent and open with. That also means on the other end, you are you are you are allowing them now to be able to clean out the extra. So here here is my extras. <laughs> so as I'm sharing this with my mentor, my mentor says this. He says, Hiram, I understand. I understand exactly how you feel. I get it. And I understand why you feel the way that you feel. He says, but I do want you to know this. The way that you're feeling in reference to that you would let him down is false. 
And the reason why it's false is because if he was still here, he would be proud of you that you moved out. He would be proud that you're doing the things that God has called you to do. He would be proud that you are doing a podcast. He would be proud that you're walking fully in the ministry. He would be proud of you as a man, how you're doing with your, your wife and how you're doing with your children. He would be proud of you. So the context of mindset that you would feel that he would be disappointed in your actions is false. Why do I use this as an example? Because sometimes what happens is when we have some form of pain inside. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you where, where, my, where my original pain leads to, which came out in my conversation. This is why I'm telling you conversation is important. Um, but what, what, it, what it leads to, the reason why I'm telling you that sometimes what happens is because of an internal pain, that we have not dealt with, that we have left exposed and open because of that internal pain, what ends up happening is we start creating things that is not real. <laughs> because we're, we're, we're in so much internal pain. We're in so much conflict within our own selves that now we're, we are, we are adding things into this wound that is not even supposed to be in there, that we're adding in stuff that is not even real, really happening the way that we're picturing it to happen all because we're walking around with open wounds. Now, my open wound, also based upon my conversation with my therapist, my open wound is at the end of the day is the reason why I'm so adamant. The reason why I was so heavy with this context of me being able to let him down is because it led it all the way back to a wound that I did not grieve yet. Yes, he passed away, but I didn't grieve. So I'm so that means I'm living my life with an open wound. And I would have never really being honest with you, I wouldn't have never known. And the only reason I'm saying I wouldn't have never known is because probably just like yourself, I learned how to keep moving. So after he passed, I cried a little bit, cried at his at the funeral service. And I probably cried once or twice after the fact but I kept moving. I haven't stopped. I was working and working and working and doing things and creating things and starting this and doing that. In the midst of all of his, after his passing, the year after, I believe it was, or the year of that he passed, no, it was the year after, the year after he passed is when I did, when I started the podcast. Working. I hadn't stopped moving. And so because I never had the conversation, I never dealt with the situation, I was living with an open wound. And because of that, it was one situation after another situation after another situation. And it would stuff that was that all of these problems and all of these pain moments and all of these scars and these issues that were coming up, but it, some of it based back to this context of my grief. It was an open wound that I was living with. Now, yours might not be grief. Yours might be relationship trauma. You had a bad relationship, someone that broke your heart that you never was able to get over. 
Yours might have been you were abused, not for not even not. Sometimes we only think of abuse as physical abuse, but you might have been verbally or emotionally abused, which men can get that too. Let's be clear. But why am I why am I harping and pushing on this so very hard? The reason why is because I need us to understand the importance of us having this conversation the importance of us being able to find someone. Now, yes, the the beautiful thing would be, the wonderful thing, the best picture and the best scenario would be, surely if you are married or in a relationship, the best scenario would be that your person that you can be able to be open and transparent with is your spouse or is your partner. But sometimes that's not truth. Sometimes that's not reality. Sometimes that's not the way that this goes. And yes, sometimes that sucks. But this is where we are. So that means I still need to find someone that I can be able to be honest with, I can be open with, I can be able to be exposed in this moment with because I need to be able to get to a place of healing. Now, one of the reasons um, that I believe that this conversation has also came up is because I remember when I did the post about vulnerability, um, there were several different men that I mean that I was having different forms of conversation with uh, based upon this, based upon that conversation. And there was one gentleman in particular that made a statement. And one of the statements that he made was he said, look, you know, I did try that. I tried to be vulnerable. I tried to be open in this relationship. But she took advantage of it. She abused me. She took advantage of that moment. And now because of that moment, I shut that vow off. So I'm not being vulnerable. And now the relationship that I'm currently in is affected by that. And, and the girl that he's currently with is like, I wish you would be vulnerable. But why can't he be? The reason why, and I, I, I'm going to deal with some some uh, deeper pieces um, in another podcast. I'm really, I, I've really been, it's something that has really been kind of like weighing on me that I want to have a conversation with you about that I believe is going to help us. Um, but before I can be able to have that conversation, I want to dive into it a little bit more deeper um, before we dive into it. So you got to stay tuned to when it's going to happen. I promise you, I'll let you know. But what what the reason why this gentleman cannot now be vulnerable in the relationship that he currently is in is being honest is because he still has an open wound. He still has a pain because of what happened before. And it's a, it's a pain, it's a wound, it's a scar, it's a situation that has never been able to be healed. Now, understand this, that when we are getting into this position of saying that we're going to do what James says is confess our faults one to another and pray for one another so that I can be, we can be healed. I want us to understand that in that moment of us being transparent, in that moment of us being exposed, going back to what would happen in a doctor's office, not only will they notice that the situation, they, they'll realize where the situation is, the scar is, acknowledge it. Not only will they help you to clean it, but here's the other piece that they would also do. 
is they would then be able to start putting on the ointment and the bandages to be able to get the process of healing started. So that means that there are certain instructions and wisdom and guidance that you should get when you are having this conversation with the person that you're now saying, I'm going to have this conversation with, this transparent conversation with. At that, they're, they're like a person that broke their leg and they're now in a cast. There are certain things that the doctor is going to instruct them to do so that the process of healing can start so that also they won't go backwards and it, and, and it damages the place that needs to be healed. So there's certain instructions, amen, you, might, you can't do that right now. Amen, you know what? You might wanna stay away from them for a minute. You might not wanna watch that. You might wanna, you might wanna watch what you're talking about. You might wanna not get in those type of conversations. You, if you've been, if you're in a, a cycle of breakups and relationships and you're always the one that's in pain and getting hurt and now you now jump right in, back into another relationship, you might wanna take a pause for a minute and just heal. Take a moment and heal. I see where your pain is. I see where your scars, I see where the situation is, but I need you to take a break so that you can be able to heal. If you're married and you have some pain by your spouse, let's be clear. If you have some pain by your spouse, you can't leave. <laughs> but what you can do is say, hey, look, I can't do that right now. In this season, at this moment, I can't do that. I can't because I need to be able to heal. Now, I wanna deal with this statement because this is a statement that has been made over time that is very serious. Thank you, Dad, I see you. That has been very serious that needs to be corrected. The statement is time heals all wounds. That's not true. If you break your leg, and don't go to the doctor. Time don't heal that. <laughs> Time don't heal that. If if I remember when I was young, uh, you know, out running with my cousins and we were have fun and I would scrape my knee, time did not heal the scrape. What heals the wound? What healed the scraped knee is because there was an ointment, there was a bandage. There was something to protect the wound until time gave it the time to be able to heal. You hear the difference? Time by itself don't heal all wounds. I need the protection. I need, I need something to be able to cover me until I can get the time to heal. This is exactly what this is saying. Confess your faults. Let me know where your where your where your scar is. Let me know where your where your broken bone is. Let me know where your situation is so then I can be able to protect you. I'll protect you in prayer. I'll cover you in prayer. I'll give you some wisdom and some guidance. I can protect you that way and then we can give you time now to be able to heal. But if you're just saying time by itself and you're just living life, that heals wounds, let me know how that's been working for you. 
Some people, some people are living with scars from childhood and they're now grown and adults. Time didn't heal that. Now, what time does without the right type of um, um, protection, without the right type of help and the assistance, what time does is time will allow you to be able to mask it and cover it up. And you learn how to be able to live with the pain. But time by itself, nope, it doesn't heal all wounds. So this is what I'm asking from you. This is what I'm pushing you to do in this conversation is I need you to find you someone that you can be able to have the conversation with. Someone that you can say, listen, this is where I'm at right now. I'm struggling. That's why I love the context of having a mentor or having a a tribe of people that you can be able to build with and go through these moments with. Because sometimes we, we, we just want groups, which we're going to create one. I'm going to create a group in the future. I promise you, this is a goal of mine. This is a vision that I've seen. I've seen a group of individuals, group of men that are collectively together, that are building together, building life, businesses, all of these pieces, having a, a strong support system. But what I've recognized is you can be able to build businesses but they can't last with broken hearts. They cannot last with scarred bodies, with emotional scars that had not been healed because eventually what will happen is you will elevate and the scars will now be exposed to more and it will now damage you and those that you lead. So in being open and being transparent and being vulnerable, the reality is we have to have these conversations. You have to have somebody that you can talk to. You cannot do this thing without having conversation. You can't. You cannot have these conversations or not have these conversations and think that you are going to go on in life good. No, it's vitally important. It's vitally important. Yes, I know. Sometimes it does feel like just can't get away from it. Sometimes it probably does feel like it's just painful. It feels like Every relationship or every situation seems the same. It's the same type of pain, just with different faces. It's the same type of situations, just with different people. But I'm telling you, the reason why you can see all of that is because you didn't heal. And probably the way, the reason why you did not heal is because you didn't find that person for you that you can sit down and just have a conversation with and say, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm truly at in my life. This is what I'm struggling with in my life now. One of the things that I, I believe is the book of Exodus gives us, I believe, a great guidance, guideline from getting out of bondage 
to going through their journey to get to the promised land. And the reason why I say that it's a great, it's a great guideline is because while they were in their bondage, while they were going through what they were going through, the, the Bible says that God says they was talking to him, that he heard them. And so then he sent Moses to be able to go and be able to deliver them out of where they were so that they can be able to get to the promised land. And what I recognize is if you really look at the storyline, Moses was the leader, but he had to lean on different people. And I really believe that if Moses did not have the opportunity and the moments that he had where he can be able to communicate the way he did with God, I believe Moses would have done things early on that would have affected him negatively. Because the real reason, if you look at the story, the real reason why Moses was affected where he could not walk into the promised land was because Moses never dealt with the anger that he had because of the pain that he was dealing with before he ever left the palace. There was an anger that he had within him. There was, there was some pain that Moses was dealing with that he never dealt with it. He never, you even, you don't even hear Moses communicating about the pain that he had. But he was still leading God's people. But he messed up because of his anger, because of this frustration and this pain, the same type of frustration that we saw before, before he got to the people, but the same frustration that made him kill a man is the same frustration and anger and pain that made him disobey God. But he never got it dealt with. He never got it dealt with. So he was living his life with an open wound that never got healed. And I don't want you to be hindered. I don't want your, your life to be on pause, all because you don't want to deal with the open wound. You don't want to deal with the pain. You don't want to have the real conversation to talk about how you really feel and where you really are in your life right now. Now, again, I'm not saying you, you talk to just anybody because that is vitally important. It has to be someone that you know you can be able to not only trust with the information, but I need somebody. I'm just talking about me and this aspect. I need somebody that I can be able to communicate and trust with the information that can also give me wisdom and guidance. Proper wisdom and guidance. So that I can be able to get healed. So I can be able to get to my destiny. So I can get to my place. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to get to the place that you are supposed to be. And that helps you to get there because you're healed. I'm not saying that you're perfect. I'm not saying that life is not going to, you're not going to have struggles and you're not going to have pain. I'm not saying that at all because that's not even realistic. But what I am saying is this is a season of where you can be able to be healed. And I believe the reason why I, I can't let this go is because there's so many opportunities ahead 
There's so many things that we can walk in and that's in front of us. But I do realize and understand that there are certain things that God would, God loves us, loves, loves us enough not to give unto us when he knows that any extra weight will break you because you haven't healed. You have not healed. We struggle with this context of being having these open dialogues and open conversation, and we have cloaked it under that we can that we can't do that because that's not manly. But I'm tired of losing us. I'm tired of losing men. I'm tired of losing men all because we are walking around with all of this stress and all of this struggle and all of this pain and all of this hurt and all of these things. But we won't open our mouths to say, help me. This is where I'm at. I just need some help, man. I just need some support. I just need somebody to encourage me. I just need somebody to tell me that I matter. I just need someone to be able to tell me, thank you. I do so daggone much. I work so daggone hard. I pour so much out. I just want somebody to say, thank you, man. You're doing a great job. We appreciate you. I understand it. We are not built to hold this in. We were created to communicate this out loud to someone that can help us through and walk us through this journey. My heart's desire is to be able to walk hand in hand with brothers just like you, with people just like you, so that we all can walk healed. I don't know all the answers. I don't, I don't have all the, the, the answers of how we get to all the places that we're going to go to. That's the beautiful, beautiful thing of being able to get, be connected with people that know other pieces. Even like yourself, you know, you know, wisdom, you have wisdom and guidance because of the experiences and the things that you have learned. My objective in this moment is just to start the idol, start pushing you just like I was pushed so that we can be healed. I love you all as always. I love doing this. I love being a part of this journey. I love being able to pour into the type of men that come to this greatness tribe. And we're going to continue to build together and we're going to do it strong, whole and healed. Love you all. And I'll see you next time right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. Love you. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.